This is the Bakery and Snack Check podcast, and I'm Jill Hislop, editor of Bakery and Snacks. Today I'm joined by Pam Staffer, Global Marketing Programs Manager for Cargill, to discuss the ingredient suppliers' research into the American consumer's snacking behavior. Cargill's Snack Foods Opportunity Research explored the attributes of snacks that consumers find most appealing and those they're trying to avoid. Interestingly, it also found that adult consumers placed emphasis on taste and flavor when choosing something for themselves and on the nutritional value and healthfulness of a snack when choosing for their kids. Hello, Pam. Thank you so much indeed for joining us. Uh, The snackification trend is quickly evolving from a fad into a new lifestyle. Based on Cargill's research, why are consumers adopting this type of lifestyle? Snacking has become a mainstream phenomenon, with 97% of Americans snacking at varying frequencies, almost everyone is a snacker. And some studies suggest snacking accounts for nearly half of daily food occasions. So there are many explanations for this shift in eating patterns. At a macro level, research from Hartman and others suggests consumers are embracing snacking because of convenience, and they make our fast-paced lifestyle a little easier with the grab-and-go type of snacks. In Cargill's consumer snack research, we found that the most cited snacking explanation for both men and women was to satisfy a craving. That was falsely with a desire to give themselves a treat and a remedy for hunger. Interestingly, men were significantly more more likely than women to report using snacks to reward themselves or get an energy boost. Women, on the other hand, were slightly more likely to cite emotional reasons for snacking, such as a reaction to stress. Who are today's biggest influencers or adopters of this trend? There is a lot of market research that suggests it's millennials who are driving this trend, especially time-crunched parents. They eat at home less often and are more likely to consume snacks on the go or have snacks instead of a meal. And baby boomers' meal routines are also changing, but their changes in meal choices are more reflective of downsizing, empty nests, and retirement. What does this mean in today's focus on health and well-being? Increasingly, consumers now see snacks as compatible with health and wellness. Young or old, male or female, consumers tend to equate snacks with healthful eating because they can serve as a smaller, more frequent meal that keep calorie counts low, nutrition high, and hunger at bay. Cargill broke it down its study into four key snack categories. Can you give us a brief snapshot on each? Sure. For Cargill's study, we focused on four snack categories, snack bars, salty snacks, candy, and sweet baked goods. And we looked at consumers' decision-making processes when choosing snacks for themselves, as well as when they are choosing snacks for their children. Snack bars remain the quintessential snack. That's where we saw the highest consumption rate with survey respondents reporting average consumption for both adults and children around 11 times a month. But there were differences in these two groups. Generally, respondents held snack bars for children to higher standards if the snack bar was clearly trumped taste. 
In fact, two in three parents said they were extremely or more likely to seek snack bars made with whole grains and fiber for their children. Now, when they were selecting a snack for their own consumption, taste and nutritional value carried equal weight as the main decision criteria, and protein was the most important attribute. Much like bars, the top purchasing criteria for salty snacks depended on who was buying and who was eating. When purchased for themselves, more than half of adults said taste was key. However, if parents chose a snack for their children, nutritional value carried weight. So we were definitely seeing the trend that the adults that care more about taste for themselves than their children. Um, regardless who was consuming them in the salty snack category, natural was important. One in three adults and more than half of parents said they were extremely or very likely to seek out products that they viewed as natural. And moving to my personal favorite, candy, we saw Americans still love their sweets. Adults reported consuming candy as a snack on par with other categories, on average of about 10 times a month. However, parents indicated serving it to their children less frequently, just under eight times per month. Natural was important in this category as well. Consumers were more likely to seek candy that was natural and made with natural sweeteners, regardless of whether they were purchasing it for themselves or their children. Parents were especially likely to seek products made with natural sweeteners as well as sugar-free options. And the final category we explored was sweet baked goods. Not surprisingly, these foods are consumed more as a dessert following a meal for both adults and children, and most prominently after dinner. And once again, we saw a dichotomy in consumer snacking selections. Taste and flavor were more important to adults purchasing for themselves, but for their kids, they once again put more emphasis on nutritional value. And within these sweet baked goods, natural and organic was also important for both adults and kids. Parents in particular associated those natural and organic attributes with healthier snacks. And in the same vein, we identified health benefits such as whole grains and proteins as emerging opportunities in baked goods. Clean eating <laughs> was a clear point of definition in each of the categories. Can you tell us more about what Cargill's research found? Sure. Both consumers and parents rated attributes they associated with natural as important in all four of the snack categories we reviewed. Consistently, we saw consumers express preferences for snacks made with fresh, minimally processed and non-GMO ingredients, all attributes associated with the idea of clean eating. And when we looked at the other side of the equation to see what consumers were avoiding, we found they were avoiding artificial sweeteners, GMOs, um, and artificial ingredients generally topping the list. What are the challenges that come with these trends? A couple things stand out. First, we know that taste and affordability are still very important to consumers. Product developers can create you know, a great healthy oriented snack made with minimally processed label friendly ingredients. But if they don't taste great or are priced too high, they won't sell or they won't you know, repeat purchase. On the manufacturing side, when processors try to limit ingredient lists, they can run into challenges meeting shelf life and processing needs. So it can be a delicate balancing act and partnering with suppliers that can help navigate the process is really key to quicker success and success in general. How can bakery and snack producers seize the opportunities created by this trend and get an even bigger share of the market? 
it can be a crowded marketplace. If you stroll down the snack bar aisle, it seems like there's a bar for every need, every day part and demographic. Mm. Still, we believe consumer research like this does highlight opportunities for innovation. In particular, there seems to be space for snacks with more functional benefits, whether it's turmeric or probiotics. Consumers want snacks that work harder for them. And from Cargill's perspective, what ingredients do you see as the new kids on the block? More consumers are looking for products that offer functional benefits. So ingredients like protein and fiber have had great success in bars and other snacks. But the next generation of products with superfoods and botanical ingredients are just around the corner. We see opportunities for snacks that feature ingredients like turmeric, pumpkin seeds, and probiotics. And how do you see these trends evolving over the next decade or so? Snacking has become a prominent eating style and it shows no sign of slowing down. However, as Americans increasingly use snacks to replace meals, they're going to start to scrutinize those labels and snack choices even more closely. I also think we're going to see consumers expand how they view nutrition. So it's not just for physical health, but also they will start to look more for snacks that they believe support their emotional well-being. The science is starting to back that idea up, as some research suggests a link between diet, gut health, and mental and emotional health. We're also expecting to see increased interest in more personalized snack options. Consumers are becoming more fragmented in the way they approach health and consume food. And in the future, we may see more small batch snacks aimed at targeted opportunities. The key to success in the future may be finding these new specialized areas of opportunity and meeting consumer snacking needs before they themselves know what they are. That's one of the big reasons why we regularly do this type of consumer research, so we can help brands identify emerging opportunities in the marketplace. Um, we encourage snack makers who would like to take a deeper dive into the research to connect with us. We're always happy to share our market insights with customers.